Hello, everybody. Hello. Can you hear us? <laughs> <laughs> I am Perpetrator3169. This is Ash. I'm Ash. Um, how are you today? Uh, good. How are you? Good. I'm going to check the Twitch, make sure we can hear everybody okay. Okay. Um, I'm always paranoid about that. The volume? The volume of my voice. Can we make this echo? The volume of my voice. The volume of my voice. The volume of my voice. Okay. That obviously works. Alright. Today's episode, we're talking about folklore. Which is another edition of Spooky October. Yes. Spooky. Ooh. <laughs> uh, we are going to start out tonight with the least creepy, I think. Which is the Moon-Eyed People. I think that's way creepy. <laughs> <laughs> you think that's way creepy? Okay, what do you think is the creepiest? The creepiest? Or the least creepy, I'm sorry. Um, either wisps or changelings. Okay. We'll do wisps. Okay. Go for it. So, let's see if you change your mind about wisps. Alright. We did this based on our heritage. Okay. Wisps, I am English, um, and wisps, they come from all of Brit, you know, the British area, like all up and down that area. So, um, their full name is Will of the Wisps. Um, they are ghost lights that are seen by travelers, mostly when they're next to bogs and marshes and swamps. Mm-hmm. And they're most famous, If you have you seen that movie Brave? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they're kind of popular from that now because, mm-hmm. um, you know, she follows the wisps to the witch's house and that's how she right. turns her mom into a bear. Uh, or, yeah, her mom into a bear. Mm-hmm. But, um... But then also how she unturns her mind. Right. Um, but the lore is that these wisps are, um, are mischievous. So, uh, specifically in Wales, they'll say that, they say that they're actually, uh, puka um, which are, like, goblin-like, mm-hmm. and they're holding the light, and you can't see them because they're, like, a mile away. Mm-hmm. You can only see the light because it's all misty, and they're, like, running from you, and they're, um, working on your sense of, like, you, you want to help somebody. Right. And so you go, and you're following this light, and, you know, then all of a sudden... 
You don't know where you are. Mm-hmm. You know. Or you drown in a fucking bog. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> um, so, one of the, the tales they tell is of a peasant um, traveling at dusk. He sees this light, um, a bright light ahead. The light is actually, turns out to be a lantern held by a dusky, a dusky little figure, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, he follows this light for several miles, and he finds himself, eventually finds himself standing above a chasm, flowing water, and a roaring torrent of water. Mm-hmm. And this figure suddenly jumps over this chasm, lifts the light over his head, laughs a mischievous laugh, Mm -hmm. and puts the light out. Oh. So, now this guy is in the (coughs) middle (laughs) of nowhere, Mm -hmm. pitch black, Yeah. doesn't know where he is, over a chasm of roaring water. Dope. Yeah. <laughs> the ideal situation is yeah. what you're saying. Right. Okay. Right. <laughs> um, a lot of people say that they are omens of, um, for death mm-hmm. because they, they can either be, because the, like, this folklore is pretty old, it's pretty widespread, um, but they're either spirits who have been caught in the, you know, afterlife, or they are also believed to be stillborn children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and other part, it's kind of interesting too because it even evolves up and down the British Isles, you know. Yeah. Um, in parts of uh, in parts of Wales, uh, they're known for making noises, screeching noises, Ooh. kissing noises, to um, trick the people who are hearing or seeing the light, or you know, they'll mm-hmm. make a noise and then it'll make you feel like like what was that? Mm-hmm. Or the kissing noises were. They were talking about um, making parents think that their kids in the back of the carriage were making out and making them mad at their kid at the kids in the back of the carriage. Oh. Um, they also said to uh, that they would make horses uh, like neighing horses, you know, horses. Yeah. Um, so that the horses would run away. Um. Even to the point where they could shapeshift and turn into um, turn into horses, or um, link boys, mm-hmm. where they would have people pay them for passage, like lit passage, mm-hmm. um, and they also would make you know light. 
where, you know, like when ships come in, they would pretend like it was where the harbor was, and they would cause shipwrecks. Damn. Yeah. One of the stories, too, was there was a, a sinister blacksmith, mm-hmm. and God said, you're too bad to come you know, to the gates of heaven, and he, so, he's like, but I'll give you one more chance. You can walk the grounds of earth for eternal life if you just do good. Mm-hmm. I'll give you another chance. You can come back. Yeah. Well, he continued to do bad, and the devil was like, all right, here's the thing. I'll keep you warm, Mm -hmm. and he gave him the, he gave him a burning coal to hold in his chest to keep him warm, Mm -hmm. and that is one legend, uh, like what, you know, what one of the wisps is, and he comes and he tricks people into coming and following him into the marshes, Mm. yeah, and his name was Will, Will. So that folklore of the wisps. I think that's creepy. Yeah, a little. Yeah. Yeah. I. It's also kind of cute, though. Like. Yeah. They said it was like mischievous little fuckers. They did. <laughs> they did say that they were kind of in a weird way related to, like, leprechauns and things like that, like, Mm -hmm. they would, kind of like evil little leprechauns, where if you caught, if you caught the wisp, like, they were supposed to be guarding a treasure, Mm -hmm. like, in some of these, if you were, um, if you caught the wisp, you would get the treasure, Mm -hmm. but if you ever got there, they would say, well, you need the hand of the dead. Mm-hmm. Like, how are you ever supposed to catch the wisp, though? Yeah. You know? And then by that time, you're like, what dead? Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like this unattainable goal. Right. You know? I mean, I instead of being more, like, creepy, I think it's more, like, devilishly mischievous. Yeah. You know? It's not like... Like a Loki. Yeah. And it doesn't really, like... None of the stories were really, like, it's gonna bring you into the marsh and kill you. hmm It's just gonna bring you into the marsh. And, like... That's the really interesting thing about, like, European folklore, is there's a lot of it that is, like, um, would, like, explain away an accidental death. Yeah. Or a suicide or whatever. And that's the thing with most folklore. Yeah. Is that it's, you know, at the time that it originates, it's used to, like, explain things that people don't understand. Well, and one of the things that 
um, they explain as people seeing it is because it's odd that it's like, oh, it's all by marshes and swamps and bodies of water, mm -hmm. but mostly marshes and swamps. So the scientists are saying that it's caused by the gases that come up and mm -hmm. kind of um, spark, you know, kind of spontaneously, not spontaneously combust, but it's kind of like, like the shimmer of those gases coming up. Yeah. You know, and so it's kind of like the old way of explaining these lights that people are seeing. Mm -hmm. You know, kind of like you see rainbows in oil slicks. Yeah. You know, you're seeing something in these weird gases. Yeah. You know, but you can't explain it. Mm hmm You know. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, and I would assume, I don't know if this is true, is my assumption. If you're standing in methane, if you're walking in methane gas, you're gonna be tripping a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> or, I mean, because they're walking, you know, probably at the end of the day, they're probably walking 20 miles. Yeah. Around a marsh. Mm hmm. They probably got something going on in their brain. Yeah. You know? I don't know. But. It's just like a, probably the least creepy, I guess. Um, what do you got? <laughs> okay, well, that was actually a little bit creepier than I thought it was going to be. Um, just so you know. <laughs> so, I am... Scotch-Irish on both sides of my family, and I, somewhere like five generations ago, um, Hopi Indian, which is strange, and then, um, I grew up and currently live in the southwestern United States. So, that's where my stories are coming from. I'm going to start with changelings, which I have to say, like, the idea is still super creepy, but after researching this, it's actually, like, tragic and depressing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, still creepy, but also. <laughs> okay. So, changelings are a broadly European folklore originating in the Middle Ages um, and carrying on through about the mid-19th century. And Actually, that's kind of a short span. Yeah. Like, considering where it came from. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it is, like, more lasting in certain regions than others, but, um, regionally there are variations of the changeling 
lore, legend, tales, whatever you want to call them, across Wales, Scandinavia, Poland, Spain, Germany, Scotland, and Ireland. And most people are most familiar with the Irish version right. of Changelings. Mm -hmm. um, also, the creatures, like the changeling creatures themselves or where they come from, like what creatures they come from, vary by region. So, like, in Scandinavia, their version of changelings are trolls that live in a subterranean realm underground. And so when they abduct someone, that's where the person goes. Um... And then there's also, like, regionally, uh, Germany, the tales were based on water spirits and demons. Um, I think Poland was trolls. And then, um, I'm not sure about goblins, but that's another one that came up. Um, and fairies are the most common, um, origin for these stories that people are familiar with. Fairies... That's pretty common in, in, uh, you know, in Ireland, Scotland, Wales, or the, is the fairy theme. Yeah. I mean, the... They were calling the wisps fairies. Mm -hmm. um, they called them fairy fire in Wales. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and goblin fairies. And then, of course, with the spread, um, the rampant, violent spread of Christianity, people then began to equate the uh, changeling uh, stories with just the devil. Just... <laughs> you know, like, throughout all of these episodes, okay, this is number eight, there's two common, two commonalities, Egypt, Christianity, I don't think I have anything for Egypt for this episode, however, Christianity, <laughs> flying in hot, <laughs> Um, yeah, and, you know, Christians have a long history of fucking shit up for everyone, so. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so, there are obviously, like, along with the variations in creatures that changelings come from, there's variations in, like, what to do to prevent this from happening, or how to get rid of a changeling, or, you know, like, just regionally, everybody has a slightly different version of mm -hmm. the same lore. Um, and so, the people, I guess, like, most affected by changelings would be children, innocence um would be the most likely to be abducted and then replaced by a changeling and that's why it's creepy mm -hmm. um 
particularly, and I think this part also comes from uh, the spread of Christianity, is unbaptized children. Yeah. And women. Adult women. So, um, the reasons that people believed um, children would be abducted was to be like the fairies or goblins or whoever took them mm-hmm. would raise them like their own, but having replaced them with their children. Would they eventually re-replace them? Like, only if you... So, they're... It's all very conditional. Mm -hmm. Um, If you... A lot of people were under the assumption that if their child had been replaced by a changeling, if they, um, you know, scared the changeling off by mistreating it, or if they killed it, then maybe they would get their child back. Maybe. What, um, there is one particular tale that I found where a woman was, her child was suspected of having been replaced by a changeling, and everyone in her village was like, well, you have to do this to it, you have to put it in the oven, you have to beat it, you have to you know, all these horrible things, and she, like, even though she thought that it might not be her child, she could not mistreat it, because it was an innocent being, regardless. Right. Right. And so, in that tale, what happens is her child is returned to her by the fairies for having not mistreated their child. Oh. So, and there's a lot of different variations of outcomes just like that. But, um, so children are the most likely to be replaced by a changeling. And also, and then like second and third would be new mothers. And they would be abducted to nurse fairy children in the fairy realm. You know what that, you know what that explains postpartum Mm -hmm. and then um new brides would be abducted to be married and bred with fairies or goblins or trolls or whoever well that explains back then because they barely knew their wives probably and then right when they get married they move in together and so they probably didn't know that their wife was like that mm-hmm. you know yeah well and historically women have been accused of hysteria and delirium yeah. and all of these bullshit things because we have hormones that make us freak out sometimes so, well, <laughs> well, because but man, also yeah. men don't help. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying men are just as emotional as women. They're just taller. <laughs> right. <laughs> they are actually more <laughs> emotional. I feel like. 
um, creepiness. So along with the idea due to the spread of Christianity that demons were abducting children, of course, like, demons take your kid and then sacrifice your kid to the devil. Or the devil takes your kid and eats them. Or whatever. So for every variation, there's a different outcome or, like, anticipation of... Does he poop things, too? <laughs> that is not <laughs> She's, like, checking her, <laughs> checking her notes. <laughs> oh, I didn't see that. <laughs> um, so, the theory of how to get rid of a changeling or to prevent someone from being abducted by one also varies by region and varies by creature so like trolls um coming from underground were believed to fear iron so oh, people would like stash iron items in their babies cradles and stuff which seems like seems way more unsafe I, than I was them getting say, stolen <laughs> wasn't there like isn't there some sort of like thing you can get from having too much iron? I don't know. I don't know if Uh, I think so, yes. Iron is one of those things where you can, like, have too much or too 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 little. But, um, iron items, like an iron knife, or... Well, you know what? That could be linked to iron deficiency. Mm -hmm. They could have been like, oh, well... Yeah. Right. Anyway. Um, also, you know, like, there's theories about, like, burning a fire in your child's room or placing the cradle next to a fireplace or... Which, all of these things seem to increase the risk to your child. But, you know, it was the Middle Ages and people have always been stupid, so... You wonder about the infant mortality rate back then. Well, here's where things get tragic. Okay, so, um, the main theory to get rid of a changeling if you suspect your wife or husband, or very uncommonly a husband, wife or child being a changeling is to torture them in some way which resulted often in real child abuse right and um people killing their kids because they thought it would bring back the real child Mm -hmm. but also because in the Middle Ages there was this idea of family survival and kids needed to be able-bodied enough to work just the same as adults. Mm-hmm. So people, you know, if you had a kid that had a disability or a deformity or some kind of deficiency that made them unable to work alongside the family, then it was too harmful to the family unit to keep the kid around. So then 
that's kind of where like the an, idea like of this lore came from. Yeah. Is to excuse, again, shit that people don't understand, like disabilities and birth defects and deformi- deformities and diseases and all kinds of things. Um, and... Sorry, I lost my place. So, like, the stories of changelings are were presumably invented to excuse the mistreatment of... When I did my... Children that were considered less than. Yeah. When I did my birthday episode, we were talking about how... Um, and this has come up a couple of times now. How... Like a hundred, even 150 years ago, the value of a child was to work. Mm-hmm. And now the value of a child is to, um, it, there's more value in a child for emotional value. And so that's why we don't have that, it seems, relating, um, it it relates <laughs> why we don't have as many folklores that people believe in now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, hi. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what that means. Oh, this planet. I thought you were talking about like some weird hair, like horoscope thing. How are you? <laughs> I thought you meant, like, the tapestry of life. (laughs) (laughs) The tapestry of life. Yeah. I was like, that, my forecast does not seem very good. (laughs) Yeah, so, and then the last thing that I wanted to mention, which I found really interesting, was that during the raids, um, of... You know, like Nordic, um, Nordic people, Vikings, even going so far back as like the the Romans raiding, um, the Celtic regions of Europe, uh, they forced a lot of clans into hiding and hidden people would commonly swap their children out with any children in a raider camp. I had the best trebuchet. And so that's actually, like, part of where the idea of changelings came from. That's really sad. Like, and because it's real, I think that's what makes it really, like, people actually killing people. Kids. Yeah. Kids and women. I think that's why it's actually not just, it's not creepy, it's scary. Well, and then using, like, a, you know, a folktale to excuse abandoning and or murdering children. Yeah. You're not 
real. I'll kill you now. No. That's... But, side note, there is a great Irish film called A Hole in the Ground about changelings. And it is... It's kind of a slow burn, is that that but one it's totally I, worth it, and I recommend it. Is that one on Netflix? Yes. I wanted to see that one. I still haven't seen it. Well, I think I watched it on Prime, but... Yeah. Yeah. Or that the kid... He looks like the kid from uh, that chess movie. But let's see. We have more concern. What? Zombies! Okay. Okay, what do you have? Moon-eyed people. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, moon-eyed people. This is something that also, debatable, may or may not be true. Okay. Mm-hmm. I am from... Virginia. Okay. Ew. No, I'm okay. just kidding. <laughs> okay. There's like Western Virginia. And then there's Virginia, which is close to DC. I was from there, so it's not as bad. <laughs> okay. There's like caveat. But the Moon Eyed people <laughs> in uh, the Appalachian. Mountains. Okay. They apparently there were a tribe of people who were short, round, with beards and blue eyes. Who lived in the area before white people came to America? Did they all have beards? I don't think the women did. Okay. <laughs> 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 um, so, the legend has it that the reason they're called moon eyed is because they could not see during the daytime. They could only come out at night. Mm-hmm. During certain time, during certain moon phases, mm-hmm. they couldn't come out either. They couldn't see then either. And they lived in caves. Mm-hmm. Wait. <clears throat> is this where moonshine comes from? No. Now that we have that cleared up. (laughs) They were not, I mean, technically they were cavemen, but they weren't the cavemen that we all know today. But my understanding is they lived in caves because they could not deal with the daylight. Okay. And because the Native Americans were... Uh, very very violent towards them. Okay. Um, and so during one of these moon phases where they couldn't see, mm-hmm. um, the Cherokee, legend has that the Cherokee came and um, violently, 
you know, raided them and either killed them or, uh, you know, drove them away. Drove them away. Okay. Okay. Um, so how do we know if this is true or not? Uh, there are multiple ways. So there's some ruins in Virginia. There's a wall that is said to be their ruins. Mm -hmm. um, there's also a tale of the Welsh coming over in 1170. And um, his name is Maddock Abwinden. <laughs> his name was Maddock. <laughs> and his uh, brother came over allegedly mm -hmm. in 1170. And um, even left people here and went back to Wales. Okay. To get more people. So this is like pre-colonialism. Like 400, 500 years before colonialism. And so they're saying that there, there's a theory that it could have been them because think about how close that is to the coast mm -hmm. and um, they're saying it's an albino race and who are the ancestors of these explorers um, and when the uh, you know the colonizers came there was a Welsh, uh, um, you know, a Welsh person with the British, mm -hmm. and he could interpret the Monacan language. It was so close to that language that he could interpret it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So he's thinking that, um, they're thinking that there was a race of, you know, these descendants of these Welsh people, mm -hmm. and then they um, merged with the Cherokee around, um, you know, around, right around when they got there. Yeah. And then, so it might be true. Mm-hmm. Um, Ben Smith Barton, in 1797, um, he spoke with this uh, Welsh interpreter, and he said, uh, The Cherokee tell us that when they first arrived in the country which they inhabit, they found it uh, possessed by certain, um, uh, certain people who could not see in the daytime. These wretches they expelled. So this one's not, like, really too creepy. It's just, like, wondrous. You know, like... Like a weird. lost civilization. Yeah. Kind of. And it was kind of... It's weird because it's kind of... Like, they were defenseless. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of like... It's almost like Sasquatch. 
Or what if they just went deeper underground? Yeah. And became well, like weird goblin creatures like in that one movie? Well, they're also saying that there's some, there were some, um, the Adena culture in Ohio, mm -hmm. that they could have merged with them as well, which is kind of like that. So it could have just been like, they could have, you know on, you know, just kind of melting potted it. <laughs> yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. I mean, if, my idea is if you have, you know, one, if you only have two, like, you know, you have indigenous and non-indigenous, mm -hmm. I mean, it's not going to take very long to kind of blend that out, right? Right. Make it, especially if there's only, like, 20 of them. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, I got they really disappeared. They either all died, mm -hmm. or they just kind of merged into other groups. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if they didn't have a civil civilization. I bet, and I bet the moon-eyed thing is probably just they were too scared to come out because mm -hmm. you know they were getting attacked all the time yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> but you know and the Cherokee <clears throat> not just the Cherokee but you know Native Americans definitely have oral traditions and rather than you know um literary traditions so throughout the I mean the first real account of this was in 1797 so if they can't if they came in 1170 mm -hmm. I mean that's what 600 years later that's 600 years of people you know the Cherokee talking about this right yeah. you know and kind of embellishing Mm -hmm. you know, about these people. Yeah. Well, I feel like, I don't think, like, if you look at folklore, usually people aren't making up, like, whole civilizations of people. Yeah. Unless it was, like, a Lord of the Rings situation where they invented, like, like a story. new species yeah. and languages and whatever, like... I think it could be true. Well, it, I mean, I think it could be true, but I think it's it's probably embellished. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, for instance, it's probably, like, they were probably like, oh, why does a ghost, but, or something like that, but it's probably, they've never seen anything like that before. Yeah. And never since for, like, 300 years. Right. So, it was... Which is kind of fucked up, too, because that, that was probably the first white people they ever saw. Yeah. So... <laughs> They're like, go live in the cave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... 
It's really, yeah. But also, do you think there would be, like, what are the odds with how uncommon albinoism is? What are the odds that there was, like, a whole group I don't think they were albino. Okay. I really don't think they were. I think it was, looking at it objectively, I think it was, you know, if... If that guy, if it if it was the Welsh, because there are some other theories, like, you know, the Vikings came over, mm-hmm. you know, earlier than that. Right. I mean, um, but, you know, if it were, if it was those, those Welsh people, I mean, they're, these Welsh people are basically like Scottish and Irish, how they're like white as the, as white as you. <laughs> rude (laughs) with blue (laughs) eyes I mean right like Mm -hmm. so I mean they're probably you know they're not known for being tall they're not I mean especially compared to I think um I mean Native Americans are pretty tall Cherokee I think are pretty Mm -hmm. you know considered pretty tall you know especially if they're malnourished Mm-hmm. You know. Well, like, sea voyaging yeah. usually resulted in malnourishment. Yeah. So Well, and if they're, you know, only coming out at night because they're afraid of getting attacked, yeah, they're going to be well, even more to, pale. They <laughs> had to retreat to the caves to recover from the horrific sunburns they got <laughs> sailing across. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, so it's just... You know, it's probably not embellished. It's probably they just didn't understand. Yeah. You know, like, if you never saw, like, anything like that before, you'd have to come up with something, like, Mm -hmm. to figure out what it was. Right. You know. Mm Mm-hmm. But, I mean, and they never saw anything... You know, if you were a Welsh person, you would have never seen anything like that yourself. Right. Like, and you'd be scared shitless. I'd be like, let's go in that cave and stay there. And you're like, you're fucking leaving? What? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and, I mean, probably to someone... You know, to both sides, they probably looked all the same. Mm-hmm. You know, blue eyes, white. They probably all had beards because they didn't have anything to shave with. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. What's interesting is that they found like um, ruins, and wasn't there an artifact found as well, like a carving or? Kind of like a statue or something. Yeah, but I think that was made after, like, um, it wasn't with the ruins or anything like that. Oh, okay. It was like, you know. But there weren't any remains found. Right. There weren't any artifacts, like, you know, of clothing or of anything like that, no. There's or, like, very... human remains? Right. Mm. Yeah. 
Because it could have been like a Donner Party situation too. Like, yeah. <laughs> one guy ate everybody else. Well, it was in the mountains. Yeah. I mean, and if you're not prepared for that, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's pretty cold. But yeah, I mean, I don't think it's very uh. I don't think that one's very creepy or scary. I think it's just kind of like... Interesting. Yeah. And there wasn't too much that would... Like, anywhere I looked, it wasn't very elaborated. Mm-hmm. Like, there was nothing much more than that. Right. It was just kind of like a little factoid, and then... Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, nobody's going to look into this? <laughs> Yeah, and it's kind of like the less information you can find about it, the more interesting it is. Like, why are people not talking about this? Yeah. (laughs) Um, I'm going to look at the X-Files version. (laughs) What do you got? Okay, I think we saved the creepiest for last. Okay, so... Again, uh, a tiny bit of Native American heritage and having grown up and lived the majority of my life in the Southwest, um, we are going to talk about skinwalkers. Okay, what do you know about skinwalkers? Um that we're all gonna die. (laughs) (laughs) And it's gonna be her fault. Um, No, you don't know that. I don't know that. Not yet. Something about (laughs) you have to kill an animal and then they take the shape of the animal, or no, the shape of you. No. Bury it. No. Okay, let me try. (laughs) Okay, so... (laughs) The legend of the skinwalkers. Okay. Originated um, amongst the Navajo people. Um, and the skinwalkers are have also been referred to as the Native American boogeyman. Oh, spooky. Don't make um, fun of them. They might kill you. There are... Oh, just wait. Um... <laughs> There are different, so again, as with most folklore, there's different variations of the story, the legend, the myth, the whatever you want to call it, between, so like skinwalkers originated with Navajo people. Okay. However, um, there are variations on what skinwalkers are and how they become skinwalkers and so on and so forth between um like Navajo, Pueblo, Apache, Hopi, and the Ute tribes. Because they're all like within kind of like all within the southwestern region. Yes. Right. Like Ute, Hopi, Navajo... Um, what other one? Um, Ute. 
Yeah. Apache. Apache. Yeah, they're all like. Mm -hmm. Oh wait, this is a backward. Well, the really interesting thing that makes this a bit more plausible than a lot of folklore is that more plausible than moon-eyed people. Yes. Is that this this legend began with Navajo people and they deemed this topic so taboo that they don't discuss it with anyone outside of their tribe. Yet, these other tribes also talk about skinwalkers. So, if the Navajo people didn't tell these other tribes about it, how is this a thing? Okay. People like you, that's how. Spreading spreading the creep-ass word, that's how. (laughs) Trying to get us all killed. Okay, so, there are um, different kinds of witches in Native American culture, and they're really just like a a staple. Hold on. They are just a staple of the culture, like witchcraft- like, um, healers, or shamans, or medicine men, or, um, we'll go with medicine people, because they can be a man or a woman. Uh And then, there are people that, um, you know, sometimes it's an evolution of a person from, like, a community healer that uses, like, magic and spells and, Mm -hmm. you know, all the different tools that they use for good, then suddenly they will decide to use it to harm people. And so when someone, when a person is um, corrupted and begins using rituals and tools and um, basically magic Mm -hmm. for evil or to harm others or whatever, that usually sets them on the path to becoming a skinwalker. So, a skinwalker is a malevolent witch that gains their power by breaking a cultural taboo, usually killing a member of their family. (gasps) I think you did tell me this before. Um, yeah. (laughs) So, they, that's how they, they gain power by, um, killing a member of their family. They can also achieve this by committing other heinous acts of evil. But, most commonly, it's killing somebody in their own family. Um, they can then transform into any animal at will. Oh, that's where I got the animal thing from. (laughs) Using 
their power to wreak havoc on enemies. So, um, there's a couple things about the animal aspect of this. And it is, um, so, really, skinwalkers are where a lot of, like, um, not, like, the European werewolf lore, but, like, a lot of other creature lore in the United States comes from mm. this. Like what? Like, uh, the Wendigo. Mm. Um, there's one in Louisiana, and I always forget what it's called, but it's like a swamp werewolf. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I think even the chupacabra hailed oh, yeah. from skinwalkers. Um, and pretty much like any Americanized version of werewolves came yeah. from skinwalkers. The, the lore of skinwalkers. So, not only can skinwalkers transform into animals, they can also control creatures of the night. Like and coyotes? use them to do their bidding. Like coyotes? So, yes. So typically, the most common forms that skinwalkers will take are of predators. Mm -hmm. Or like, yeah, so like pumas and... So like coyotes, wolves, foxes, cougars, dogs like black dogs is the most common report that people like have hey, made all y'all with some black dogs <laughs> with a skinwalker um but they can and bears even and they can take the shape of any animal so there's like accounts of bird like raven skinwalkers eagles but typically so they will choose the animal th that they're going to transform into based on like the abilities that animal has for them to complete some sort of task okay example so, say, like, they wanted to fuck somebody up. I want to scratch your eyeballs out. Eagle. What? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, say that they, like, they were creeping on somebody as one form, right? Mm -hmm. Like a fox. And somebody was like skinwalker it could be like then flying away they, <laughs> yeah they can <laughs> transform into a different animal at will that's faster to escape somebody pursuing them they can also like i said they can control creatures of the night like owls and wolves and you know nocturnal okay. creatures to do their bidding when you say control so they could be an eagle and control another animal? Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you can be an eagle being like, ah, bear, go get that bitch. Like, yeah. Or you can be a bear 
and be like, Eagle, fuck them up so I can catch them. transform into okay, and so even where even sometimes wear like a an animal skull on their head so like if they had turned into a bear hello can canon <laughs> a man <laughs> um so if they were like a bear and then they were like i'm turning into a human they would have like be wearing a a bear vest or something. Mm-hmm. Or, like on The Simpsons, how Monty Burns had his gorilla vest. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah. <laughs> so, here's another really creepy Monty thing. Burns and and how, how you identify a skinwalker when they are in their animal form is that their eyes remain distinctly human. When they're in animal? Yeah. Uh, imagine if you turned into a goat. <laughs> a goat with human eyes? Yeah. Like, goat eyes aren't fucking freaky enough? Yeah, and then you, like, see a goat with human eyes, and you're like, <laughs> 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 Oh, my God. Okay. So, there are ways to kill a skinwalker. Knife. Um, but they're two very particular ways to do it so killing it successful killing of a skinwalker generally requires the aid of a powerful shaman who can use spells and rituals to turn the skinwalker's evil against itself so like also it's like good witch against bad witch yeah um you can use white ash to Deter. Come with me, me, my friend. Um, That's why you've never been. Myself, white ash to (laughs) to um. You can use white ash to deter a skinwalker, but you can also dip a bullet in white ash, and if you shoot them in the head or the neck. You will kill them. Wouldn't you be so fucking afraid to just, like, shoot a skinwalker? You'd be like... (laughs) So, a lot of... There are a lot of, like, skinwalker encounter stories that you can find. Um, And usually they happen on Native American reservations. Um... Because, you know, that's where people are more likely to believe in it, I guess. Or maybe it's real. Okay, where did I get the burying in the yard thing? Okay, so there are different versions of the Skinwalker across different tribes. And there are different versions of how they affect people. So, like, 
the Navajo version of a skinwalker, right? They're going to use magic and maybe even turn into an animal and fucking kill you. Um, but then, and I'm not sure what tribe this version comes from, but I was told by a friend as a teenager, a friend, a Native American friend that lived on an Indian reservation in New Mexico, that there is another version of a skinwalker that rather than taking the form of an animal, they remain in their human form, but behave very animalistically. And they tend to, um, so how they will, like they won't typically attack somebody outright, but they will like carve objects out of animal bones. Yeah. And okay. bury them on the property of their enemy or perceived enemy um, to place a curse on everyone that lives there. And the only way to remove the curse is to find the object and destroy it. Also, that um, along with their retaining human form but behaving as animals, they will crawl around on their elbows and their knees, which if you think about that is very disturbing. <laughs> Um, yeah. It's very, like, the Thing-esque. Yeah. Yeah. So, story time. Okay. Okay. When I was told the story that I just told you, the version of the Skinwalker story, I was like 17 or 18, hanging out at a park that I went to regularly, and this kid told me this story. Told me this story and nothing else about like skinwalkers or the rules or anything, right? Six months later, I am at this same park at night. And I told you about how there's like arroyos, which are just big concrete ditches um, that run directionally um, east and west across the city of Albuquerque, where I grew up. And they are built to divert water, and as a child you are taught to stay away from them because there are like New Mexico gets not floods but flash floods where it will just very suddenly and unexpectedly flood and that's what the arroyos are for. Mm -hmm. um, and so you're strongly discouraged from like walking in them or playing in them or whatever. And some of these ditches 
arroyos break off at different points throughout the city where, you know, like this park that I was at, you could walk from within the park into the arroyo and then follow it. Um, and there are bike trails that run along the arroyo and, but basically you're like, if you're inside of an arroyo, you are in a 12 plus foot deep concrete channel. And I'm at the park where I heard the Skinwalker story. But it's been six months uh, not thinking about Skinwalkers. I, you know, whatever. I probably forgot about it <laughs> up until that night. Um, so I go walking down the Arroyo, which you're not supposed to do because it's dangerous. I'm walking with my friend. And so the streets run over the arroyos. So when you're down in the arroyo, it's like you're walking under a bridge. And we walk under one bridge, no problem. Two bridges, no problem. Third bridge, and there is a degree of darkness under this bridge that immediately my friend and I are like, let's fucking go back. <laughs> Um, so we start, like, really walking back towards the park. And we are not speaking. We are just walking. And we both stop dead in our tracks because we both hear footsteps behind us. Turn around. Nothing there. Except darkness. So we proceed walking a little bit faster and we're walking, walking, silently walking and we hear footsteps and we both freeze, look at each other. My friend looks back, still nothing. I pick up like a rock or like a broken piece of concrete just in case I have to bash something's face in. <laughs> um, and we start fucking power walking. And then all of a sudden, all the dogs in all the backyards up at the top of the arroyo start freaking the fuck out. Like, snarling, growling, and barking. And I trust animals way more than I trust people. <laughs> so I fucking book it up the ditch back into the park and I run to the middle of the park where there is a light and I post up on top of this like waist high wall and I'm looking back the direction that I just ran from and my friend is there with me and we see something come out of the fucking ditch uh, God. There. was it running like this no, it was running, like, down on all fours. And then it stopped under the shadow of a tree. But the weird thing is that it did not look like... Like, it looked like a shadow. 
the thing itself was a shadow in a shadow and if you so we're sitting there watching this thing and if I like if you moved or like stood up the thing would stand up and if you like chilled out it would like like relax like sit down and so we sit there for probably you know 20 30 minutes like how the fuck are we gonna get out of this park Mm-hmm. And what the fuck is that thing? And it's just sitting there looking at you. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, if I click the thing on my car, all the lights on the car will turn on. And I think the light will keep the thing away. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, as long as we're in the light. Okay. That's like... <laughs> She has so, the worst <laughs> horror movie decision making. Um, so I'm like, okay, here's the deal. I'm going to click the thing on the car, and then we have like three minutes to haul ass to the car, get in it, fucking get out of here. And my friend's like, okay... And we, so I hop off the wall. Never heard from again. <laughs> I hop off the wall. Her old friend. <laughs> and I'm standing there, and the thing gets, it It was like standing, and then it gets down, like ready to run. And I'm like, oh no. Okay. It's going to chase us. Whatever it is, it's going to chase us when we run to the car. And my friend's like, what the fuck do we do? And I'm like, we gotta run. And I start fucking (laughs) booking it, running seriously faster than I've ever fucking run in my life. To the car, I get in the car, and I start driving, and my friend is not in the car yet. I told you, dead. I told you. (laughs) She fucking left him. She fucking left him. Um, so, he's like screaming... Wait, wait. And I stop the car, but I'm, like, away from the curb in the middle of the road and, like, an easy 15 feet I'm never going to the fucking park with this bitch. (laughs) Ever. Ever. He opens the door, starts getting in, and I start driving before he's even, like, inside the car with the door closed. We did not look back, and I never went to that fucking park again. And I did not realize, and I'm going to tell you now what I did not know then. If you hear or talk about skinwalkers, they will come for you. You motherfucker. Happy Halloween. (laughs) She just cursed us. She cursed us. If you hear, I done heard it. You heard it. But you have white ash. I have white ash. To <laughs> <laughs> All right. What did you think was 
interesting. Um, the wisp thing was interesting, and I recognize, obviously, from movies like Brave, but also, when you mention the ghost lights, um, in one of the Lord of the Rings movies, mm-hmm. there's a part where they are, where, like, Gollum is leading Frodo and Sam through a bog, mm-hmm. and they're, the bog is, like, full of dead bodies, and Gollum tells them, don't follow the lights. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. So that was interesting. Huh. Also, I thought it was interesting, the kind of, like, bits of correlation between the stories yeah. we both told. I did think that was, like, um, how, like, like the fairies in Europe. Yeah. And then the Native American involvement in the moon people thing. Mm-hmm. And then the skinwalkers. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, like, it's weird how everything kind of is, like, the same everywhere, except for they just call it something different. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. Like, they, like, they were talking about the wisps. Mm-hmm. They have all that, they have that stuff here. They just call them orbs. Yeah. You know, like, and they call them jack-o'-lanterns. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's where they get the jack And probably luminarias. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I mean, it's just weird how, like, a lot of these, over and over again in these, episodes and it's it's all these things are like worldwide Mm -hmm. you know in some fashion it's strange yeah you know what did you think was interesting um on a micro scale the you know navajo apache you how they all had the same Mm-hmm. You know, and it was the same with the wisp thing, how they all had the same thing. Well, even the changelings. Yeah. 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 But it's all different. Uh-huh. You know? Um, I also, uh, the moon-eyed people, I thought it was interesting that there was a lack of interest. Yeah. Like, when, also when I was looking up a bunch of stuff to kind of settle on a thing, there, you know, when you look into legends or folklore or whatever, it's just kind of, like, not much. Like, it'll give you a little blurb, Mm -hmm. and every place has that same blurb, Mm -hmm. and you're just like... I feel like, um, the two that I did are a little more widely known, probably. Yeah. And so, there's, like, a lot of information, and there is a lot of the same information everywhere, but the Skinwalker thing was surprisingly easy to find, like, very specific information about. Yeah. And, um, like, there... I don't even remember now what website it was, 
but the entire website is solely based to Native American culture. Yeah. And they had, you know, a full page, web page of information about skinwalkers and the variations of the stories. And... I... I feel like, um, like, the Wisps had some information, mm-hmm. like, more information, but I think a lot of that stuff, like, the changelings and stuff, I, I didn't look into that, but I, things like that, I feel like you would have to go to a library or something and pull out a book yeah, and read a book. Well, also, like, things that are so culturally specific, like, changelings are most specific to Celtic groups. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the websites that you'll find information about them on are Irish-based websites or Scottish-based websites mm-hmm. or, you know, .uk yeah. websites. Well, and, I mean, would it lend... Really, the reason why you're not getting a lot of this information... Is because it's all oral tradition. Like, how do you write? Yeah. How do you write down every single variation of what? Mhm. You know, like the intricacies of every Skinwalker tale, or every variation of the Wisps, or you know, or Changelings. You know. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's why. You know. It's so much more than a blurb, but, you know, yeah. you can't explain that. You can't portray that, mm-hmm. you know. But, anyway, mm-hmm. that's what I learned. I thought it was all pretty interesting, though. Yeah. Like, follow, subscribe. I always forget. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.